0: Welcome back to Juxtaposition. I'm Justin, and I'm here with LC. What's up, brother? What's going on, family? How you doing? I'm blessed. I'm blessed, and you know, I kind of want to jump right in because just before yeah, yeah. recording, we were having a a very interesting conversation. So, do you want to for our listeners who? are back with us um you know well let me first before i even jump directly in welcome back for another week excited to have (laughs) you guys here Um, You know, but we were having an interesting conversation that we think ties into the conversation today. Before we get there, I do want to mention that last week we had uh, quite a provoking episode entitled Are You Lying to Yourself? So for those who are listening now, I would strongly encourage you to pause and take a listen to that episode before you dive into this one. The, the foundation in which Elsie and I are building is very intentional. So the same way you would watch a TV series or watch a sequel to, you know, after an introductory film, that intentionality, the same intentionality is going into this podcast to slowly build your awareness, to slowly remove those scales, build that perspective, and subsequently impact you or equip you rather with those tools to help you juxtapose those things that are seen with those things that aren't even if you are a tried and true Christian. So wanted to just, you know, one welcome you guys back and definitely ensure that you guys are are listening to the or the the episodes in an order that makes sense, but hey, if you yeah. want to stick around feel free to stick around. But LC, nevertheless, you were um, we started to have an interesting conversation. You talked about a headline that you first saw. I want to want to kind of mention that and even yeah. the p- mention of the prayer that kind of led you to think of that.
1: Yeah. So um, obviously, you know, before we started, you know, the conversation that we're going to go into, you know, as you were praying, uh, you were talking about just the reach and and, and the audience that, you know, we are serving and, and God's ability to use us in that. And it was just really interesting. Earlier in the day, I was watching the news and I saw how Uh, One of the you know higher platforms, if you will, on our apps are struggling with podcasts. Uh, They -hmm. actually wind up canceling multi-billion-dollar deals with you know some famous folks like the you know Obamas and and uh, I believe uh, Prince Harry and his wife or whatnot. And maybe just think like, oh my goodness, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, people that you know you would assume should be heard, right? Or, Or people would desire to hear uh they're they're not reaching an audience that is even sustainable for a business to keep them going mm-hmm. and and then, at that intriguing moment, I just like, so, how do I know our messages are gonna get out there?
0: Mm-hmm. How
1: do I know you know what we're talking about is really gonna matter and it was like God just hit me like immediately with the thought like, why not you guys why yeah. like 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 now now that you see that the world can't sustain, so that my world could be my my work could be sustained. Since the world's work can't be sustained. I can't, you know, articulate what, you know, those other platforms are talking about. But I did just find it really interesting that it gave me an opportunity to be like kind of fearful almost or or second guess uh, certain aspects of stability versus uh, the reality and the reality of the unknown, which is,
0: again, a result of having faith in some of these things. Yeah, I think, you know, Elsie, this is probably just going to usher us right into the the topic, it, unless you there's anything about are you lying to yourself, quite a, a really good and, and heavier topic that we talked about last week, but... Your your commentary leads me right into our talk topic. The 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 episode today is entitled "His Ways Are Not Our Ways." Yeah, and when I I prayed, we pray before we open up every show. And when I prayed, I mentioned something that I was praying to God about earlier today. Um, and when I say praying, it was more like passive conversation with my Father, uh, Heavenly Father. At that, um, you know, it's just one of the ways in which I engage with Him. And, and basically, I was thinking about the fact that Elsie and I are doing something that essentially is going against the grain, right? Many people don't necessarily um, don't necessarily want to prioritize things that are going to really help um, the things that matter in their life, particularly those things that are, um you know going to outlive this earth so a lot of us are are focusing on our money and being the best employee and climbing the corporate ladder and being the best man i can be or being the best woman i can be how to you know improve my marriage or how to find that spouse or how to this 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 and the other and while those things are are good and refreshing and relevant uh they are limited in their capacity to really help and shape your life because What happens Mm. when you get the money? What happens Mm. when you get the job? What happens Mm. when you get the wife? What happens when you get the house? Mm. Um, A lot will happen. If you are not positioned to build your house on stone, Mm. on on a solid foundation, on a rock, you are inadvertently building your house on sand, right? So you and I are taking this, leading by, thankfully, by the grace of God, leaning by example, to, to do something that is against our ways, right? I had tons of excuses as to why not to do this podcast, but if, if we can bless two people and, and, and allow them to lead a life that is able to outlast that house that they build, that outlast that job after they retire, things that can outlast these fleeting milestones i mean brother job well done for us right yeah, yeah. Um, so i i, I kind of wanted to encourage or encourage you to pull that into our conversation today because again i think it really provides perspective that there are so many things that are counterintuitive that don't make sense to us that make mm. perfect sense to god yeah so um Want to pause? Was there anything of a recap as it relates to last message that you wanted to speak to, or shall we just keep? Going? No, I think I okay. think we
1: should go in because I think uh, you know even as I even kind of shared my little story in the beginning, I think that kind of highlighted the, the essence of lying to myself. Because if I would have lied to myself in that moment, mm. there would have been a defeating. Uh, reaction, right? Or response and, or, or lack of in enthusiasm
0: to get back into the So sure. now let, let's keep going in that vein, brother, because I think we're already, uh, yeah, they were yeah. going away. <laughs> awesome. So to our audience, I, I'm curious to know, when you think of God, what comes to mind? Like legitimately, the first couple of words, think right now, what comes to mind? And now that Thought or the interpretation of of Christ, how does that then then impact your life and everything that comes with life the life challenges, the good wins, the not so good situations? Um, And and ultimately, how does that viewpoint impact your experience with this God? You know, as as Elsie and I have grown and, you know, talked quite a bit about God, you know, it's interesting to me that there are so many colloquialisms or phrases in Western culture um, that speak to the fact that God works in mysterious ways, for example. Yet it's very interesting to me that although we know this truth Mm. of God working in mysterious ways, how often do we seek and actually do the work to get to know this mysterious God a bit more than we knew him last year, let alone last week. You know, as I've grown in my faith and I've begun, begun to develop a life that is worth living purely by the grace of God, I start to see even the more these tragedies that are ensuing the lives of those people who don't realize that God's ways are not our own. And you may be that person who has it all together now and things are working in your favor. But what happens when those life challenges happen that are unexpected? Those challenges that disrupt our flow, disrupt our happiness, even sometimes marriages, jobs, money. After all, many are the afflictions of the righteous. So Mm. it's just a matter of time until gravity humbles us all. Yeah. And, you know, I'd like to lean into this episode with a text from Isaiah, an Old Testament prophet used to bring awareness to the people of Judah um, and and provide warning and instruction for God's people. So Isaiah 55, verse eight through nine says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, declares the Lord's. Verse nine For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts higher than yours. Right. So that's, again, really reinforcing the fact that God's ways are not our ways. So what are God's ways? Right. So let's dive into, um, you know, just to ease into it. Psalms Mm -hmm. 18, verse 30. This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. So for one, according to scripture, his way is perfect. And he's a shield for those of us who are taking refuge in him. So if you're not feeling like you're shielded by his protection, if you're not feeling like you have this level of refuge in your life, there's opportunity to acknowledge that you might want to dial the needle up a bit. So scriptures beyond that do show that God is a promise keeper. He's a protector. He's a provider. He's a redeemer. He's our guide. He's our corrector as well. And more importantly, God loves us more than anything, right? Nothing can separate us from God, right? Romans 8, 39 speaks to that fact. Before I go any further, I want to reinforce that experience and growing familiar with his ways does not happen passively. Again, Experiencing him and growing familiar with his ways does not happen passively. Remember a comment I made a few episodes ago. A casual Christian creates casualties, Casualties. even if you are still existing. So ultimately, you're either listening to two very crazy blessed men who have chased this fairy tale uh, that uh, obviously has you intrigued enough to learn about it, or... (laughs) maybe we've tapped into something real and don't purely use our intellect and self-made wisdom to guide our life. As a reminder, Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understandings in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will make you straight your paths. So again, it's very important to highlight that we are not leading our own life. And it is quite humbling to grow into an adult and realize that as I've come into my own, I still have to submit to the will of a parent, for lack of better words. Ever wonder why we're referred to as the children of God? You know, in the same way that a child doesn't always know what's good for them, nor the extent of the nature of a parent, for example, thinking that our parents hated us when they reprimanded us and punished us only to realize that those reprimanded moments and punishments were intended to build character, discipline, and correction, if we are able to take that humble position and realize that we have to accept that we don't always know what is good for us. Or the full extent of the God we serve, especially when we're not consistently getting to know this God. Um, yeah. And one last thing before I pass over to you, LC, um, in, in First Corinthians chapter um, uh, First Corinthians chapter one verse twenty-five, it says, "For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men." And obviously. I think that scripture speaks for itself. But even when we think God could be foolish or missing the mark, do know that it's wiser than and the, e- even the, the greatest things that we can do. And even when yeah. we think God is weak, it is sh- even stronger than yeah. us in our most heightened position in life.
1: No, a- absolutely. And um, one thing I want to go back to that you said, just talking about that understanding of children of God, like what that, what is that even supposed to mean for us? Um, Because I think that understanding really highlights everything that you're discussing. And I think it's also a great way into digesting our, our understanding the gravity of this title being his ways are not our ways. Right. And for the audience, I think for all of us in order for us to really kind of connect the dots on the subject matter and the importance of it, I think we have to first ask ourselves: What is the uh, perception? What is our personal perception of God? I know earlier, Jay, you had said something about our interpretation of God, but I first believe that we perceive sometimes before we are even willing to interpret something, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and that, that's the that first layer, if you will, of, of understanding. And you know, based on our perception of God, what is it that we expect from Him? What do we? Actually, believe his role is in our lives, and and I I believe, Jane I'm not sure how you feel about this, but I think deep down we all have mixed perceptions of who God is, right? Based on our personal relationship that we have with Him or the lack thereof, mm-hmm. right? Um. So you know, with that being said, let's be clear: it's very dangerous, and I think all of us know this. It's very dangerous for us to have a perception of someone that we don't know right when you don't know who god is then your interpretation will be off so if your perception Mm -hmm. is wrong your interpretation is definitely gonna be off um and you start projecting uh certain things onto god that is not required of you, right you start projecting your thoughts your habits your your wrath your desires um everything that you assume in your heart that you want you're you're gonna project that that's what god should be doing for you as if he's some magical little fairy here to do your bidding right and you start to have these carnal expectations of of him and you know because of these carnal expectations you start you know highlighting things in your life that are really minimal but you make it feel like it's a big thing like oh look the lord blessed me with a car or, you know, I just got this you know new new business that I just start like, yeah, those things are great, but he's not limited. And I think he was highlighting that earlier, but he's not limited to a materialistic thing, right, and the thing is the moment, and we have to really again look at this childlike factor of us because the moment that God doesn't do what we expect, like we're we're happy we got the car, we're happy we got the business, we're happy we got the husband, but we're no longer happy when you know, we've been praying for something and it didn't go our way. So, you know, we was expecting God to heal our mother, but she passed or we expected him to free our father from prison. But, you know, the parole board denied the request. We expected to get the promotion that we fought so hard for, even, you know, stayed extra late at at, at work for, but you still didn't get it. You expected your marriage to be saved. And because God didn't, you know, fulfill any of these hopes and promises that you thought he was gonna just do for you, now, now you're bitter and you're angry. And and the reality is, guys, we all have the right to mourn mm-hmm. and to to I guess you could say experience tough situations, right? But one thing I will challenge us to just take a step back and ask yourself is our mourning really that morning or is it really an outburst of frustration towards God, mm-hmm. right? Does this, does this frustration turn people, uh, to, to expecting, you know, the, the pain that they're feeling, does it, does it turn them to to alcohol? Does it turn them to wanting to burn sage in the house saying that it's going to clear their mind? You know, what, what type of activities are you participating in when you feel yourself in these frustrating moments? Because, when you can really think about those and and digest those for a moment, understand they're reflective actions of a childlike perspective of God. Mm -hmm. And and if we're honest, like children, all of us possess the innate ignorance of expectations, Mm -hmm. right? Children have that. It's just, it's just the bottom line to be, to be cared for, to be heard, understood, loved, you know, all of these feelings that, Honestly, lack the true essence of life. In other words, you know, life isn't about you. You know, mm-hmm. that's is simply put, you know, because this mindset, this childlike mindset, leads us to being emotionally unbalanced, always moody, right? Your mood is consistently shifting depending on how the day is going. You're, you're, you know, when you have. Uh, your frequent turbulent times, you're experiencing meltdowns and breakdowns at a, at an extreme rate, very much like a toddler, right? having temper tantrums. You know what I'm saying? And you start asking questions, bro, like, where's God? And why would he let me go through this? And, and be honest, I know I found myself asking questions like that, even though I had no business asking, mm-hmm. I, I found myself in that place, right? You know, we, yet, you know, at that time, though, I never, and a lot of us never take that moment to ask ourselves, do we even know God? Mm. And and more importantly, his nature. So even as I'm going through something, do, do I know enough about his nature to even appreciate what I'm going through? And, and what I mean by that, to some degree, I'm going to take us to uh, Romans um, chapter 15 here for a second, just to, again, highlight our understanding of who God is in a sense of, strength right we are can you
0: say that verse again bro
1: romans uh it was just chapter it was 15 verse 1 got it okay so we who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about these things like this we must not just please ourselves and and what does it mean to not just please yourself it means to understand that there's something bigger than you that's existing, allowing you to go through these things. And part of that comes from our understanding of who God is in our life related to being a father. Right. And when we say and think about that term father, what does it mean to have a father? When you hear that term father, what, what, what comes to your thoughts as well to their mannerisms, their strengths, standards, how they coach, how they love? Right. Because for all of us that are parents, um, you know, that attempt to represent fatherhood a certain way, we must ask ourselves, how do we reflect that? How is it shown? And and I'd like to bring us to Matthew 7, uh, verse 9 on this, where it goes, uh, you, are pa- you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them stone instead? Or if they ask you for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give give good gifts to you, right? Who acts of him? And and this is why, again, it's important to understand that it's not just about us. Mm-hmm. There's a provider that has a bigger perspective than we have. And to kind of bring this all home, uh, you know, we say we belong to God. And this means that we understand. The need to not only submit, Jay, but submit with respect Mm -hmm. to our father. Um, And John 6, John chapter 6, verse 35, I think, starts to clear that up for me a little bit where it talks about just, again, who God actually is related to us and his thoughts of us. So, Jesus. So, again, this is John chapter 6, verse 35. Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and you still don't believe me. All, those, the, all of those that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me will never die away. I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me again, his father. And this is the will of him who sent me that I shall lose none of those he has given me, but raise them up on the last day for my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life and will be raised on the last day. So without that recognition of submitting and respect to your father, it's kind of like being that child that doesn't respect the home, even curses at you know, the very parents that provide for them, right? And mm-hmm. I think we all, you know, have grown up and heard of little Timmy down a block that might curse as parents, don't care about this, don't care about that. Just extremely disrespectful, right? And in that same way, without us demonstrating our willingness to submit and respect God as our father, mm-hmm. We'll find ourselves operating just like that as a spoiled child, really true. having yeah, having temper tantrums every time daddy doesn't give in to our demands. Now we, and we're and we going to, you know, find ourselves venting, telling our friends, you know, nothing ever goes our way. You know, you find yourself complaining to your wife that, you know, you've done everything right and you're still not getting praised or recognized for it. You find yourself airing your frustrations out to, to everybody that will listen to you about how good and how work you know how hard of a worker you are and you still got looked over for your promotion you're just never given an opportunity again though however since we're unable and unaware to understand our father's nature we never acknowledge that due to our childlike nature the very things that sometimes we chase mm. the things that we seek for so badly are designed to suffocate and kill the very destiny God intended for our lives. Mm. And, bro, the, the the cold, hard fact of it is that even that statement about, you know, your life being suffocated out of you, it's not going to matter to a lot of us. It's going to, frankly, be irrelevant, especially if we don't understand or respect the protective nature of our father. And the the last analogy I'll, lose, I'll use for this, bro, is going to be the Israelites and having that, golden calf mindset Mm. right and one thing i want to help i hope for the audience is that you know we kill that golden calf mindset before we find ourselves walking around the desert never reaching the promised land and just dying right just just dying to our own thoughts and what i mean by having that golden calf mindset if you uh for the listeners if you guys go to exodus and just like from the context of exodus from chapter 19 to thirty-two, You see the shift, the magnitude of shift that that people went through as related to their not only understanding, but respect to, to God. Right. So if you go to uh, Exodus 19, starting at one uh, verse one, all the way to eight, it says exactly two months after the Israelites left Egypt, two months, they arrived to the wilderness of Shina after breaking camp they came down for the wilderness into the camp of Mount Sinai. Then Moses climbed to the mountain to appear before God. The Lord God called to him on the mountain and said, give these instructions to my family of Jacob. Announce to them the descendants of Israel. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians. You know how I cared for you. Uh, I carried you like angels eat." on the eagle's wing and bought you myself. Now, if you obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all these people on earth, for all the earth belongs to me. And you will be my kingdom's priest, my holy nation. This is my message I must give to my people of Israel, So Moses returned from the mountain and called together all the elders of the people and told them everything the Lord had commanded. And all of them responded together. We will do everything the Lord has commanded. And so Moses brought the people's answer back to the Lord. And you see there. They not only heard what God expected or, or, or did for them and expected from them, but they responded in kind. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But if you just skip barely, barely 12 chapters, as Moses is going up to again, talk to God. And I have to speak it like this because it's not like the people didn't know that Moses had this relationship with God, that he would go up and and have this time. It's what they took advantage of. And when they saw, and this is going to be Exodus chapter thirty-two, verse one. When they, when the people saw how long Moses was on the mountain and didn't come back down, they gathered around Aaron, and they said, "Come on, make us some gods that can lead us. Mm-hmm. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us out of Egypt." And I think this is so critical because it's people that were in captivity. Who can recognize who saved them and who brought them out of that captivity, and just because certain things weren't going at the timeline and speed that they expected, they had a childlike reaction and corrupted the very leadership that helped lead them out of wilderness mm-hmm. out of their they're, 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 again, shackles. And I just think, bro, that's the mindset that we all find ourselves in. We could pray to God, but at the same time, we turn to people when things don't go our way. We turn to manifesting our own blessings. I don't mm-hmm. even know what that means, but but you talk to people, we say things like that, and it's it just baffles me. So I just hope we can get out of that mindset.
0: Yeah, I mean, that even... Makes me think about next week's episode. Quick teaser for those who are listening. Destiny over distraction. Um, it, as we're on this path to pursue our destiny, we will have a myriad of distractions along the way. Some that are self-inflicted, wh- whether we're just, you know, focused on the wrong things intentionally or whether life's distractions just come up and, and, and allow us to get consumed by them. And they take us from the very thing that gives us life for the the breadth of our future that um, awaits us. So I think, you know, this even takes me to, you know, my next verse that I wanted to share, um, you know, in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12 there's a way that seems right to man but the, but its end is the way to death mm-hmm. um, you know mm-hmm. and and it just makes me think like how often bro have we pursued something think it was a, thinking it was the right thing and ultimately had to acknowledge that it was wrong you know it yep. could be something as small as you know trying to arguing argue a certain point and convey a certain philosophy and ultimately be proven that our thinking was flawed
1: you know, or, yep. or following yep.
0: your gut, you know, yeah, f- following yeah. your gut in those and pursuing those relationships and those opportunities and those friendships again to realize that we were in the wrong due to our blurry vision. Time and time mm-hmm. again, we're highlighting the flawed reality of our humanity. And again, it's not to beat us up, there's no condemnation in Christ, um, and 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 nothing will separate us from that from him and from those who belong to him. But, you know, we would be remiss if we don't paint the very clear picture of of what's destroying our destinies, our futures, our, our families. So, you know, Galatians chapter five, verse 17 says, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. Where they oppose, they are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So, um, you know, again, just a reminder: whenever we step outside of being um, grounded by those things that God wants to ground us, whenever we stop thinking about those things that are are of of good rapport, those things that are able to bless us and 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 and, and help us become more humble and help us become more patient when we're not leaning into that direction. We're very, 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 uh, just in jeopardy of, of not realizing what path we're going down to, to build upon that just a little bit more. Mark seven, verse 21 says, for from within out of the heart of man come evil thoughts, sexual immortality, immorality, rather theft, more a murder, adultery. And while we may not be guilty of theft, murder, or even adultery, we have already underscored the deceitfulness of our hearts and the fact that if we're in this fight of spiritual warfare, The flesh, I mean, it it desires that we live according to its will so that we defy the wisdom and logic of God. And ultimately, because Mm of the societal structure and norms that we experience are often flesh-led, those things substantiate our behavior, our desires and actions, again, although those are the very things that lead to our demise one generation at a time. Yeah, no, that that's that's
1: really um, important to digest there because what you're also talking about, bro, is it's it's the maturing piece of this all, mm-hmm. right? We we have to, and I mean mature in that spiritual context because again, it's about us understanding who our Father is on this journey. and And I would like to. This is one verse I did want to bring up earlier that I missed. Uh, Romans eight, verse fifteen. Uh, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you have received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own. Now we call him Abba Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory, but if we are to share in his glory, we must also share in his suffering, Amen. right? And it's so, it's so awesome to, to really break that down because, again, it, it makes you have to ask yourself again, if he is my father, let me understand that he is going to lead me, even though I don't understand the direction that I'm going mm-hmm. or even why I'm going down this direction and and then, and frankly, we have to understand being led is not easy to do. And as you was talking about mm-hmm. earlier about the our hearts, right? Our hearts will lead us straight. Uh, you know, we you know, we must be mindful that because our father loves us, he understands this point. He understands mm-hmm. that we will, as we talked about the last episode, we will lie to ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And this is why, you know, uh, scripture like Ecclesiastics verse 12 is so important. So Ecclesiastics 12 verse 11, and I know we said this on a previous episode, uh, the words of the wise are like cattle prongs, painful, but helpful. Their collected saying are like nail studs stick, which the shepherd drives in the sheep, right? So when you think about who God is for us as that father, we're, we're his sheep and he is the good shepherd. Um, and he even says as much in, in John chapter 10, verse 14, where Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know the father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in the sheepfold. I must bring them also. Then uh, they will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd, right? So again, Jesus already knows that we're gonna, we're gonna stray. He, mm-hmm. he understands that, but he also took account that he's gonna bring us back home, right? He's going to make sure that we hear his voice. And like any good father, he corrects those that he loves, right? Because again, that's part of living, and, and that's again highlighted in Proverbs chapter three, verse eleven. My child, do not reject the Lord's discipline, and do not be upset when He corrects you, for the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child and who he delights, right so in summary, bro, you know, when we learn or excuse me, when we lean into this developing an understanding of our father's nature, of, of his character, our ability to juxtapose our reality is going to become the only sensible outcome that we have. Right? Is You know, as we continue to mature, we're going to have to literally question almost every thought that we have. Right. And when we understand that, that's when we're going to be able to appreciate that his ways are not our, are, our ways. Mm-hmm. And even though something may not have gone the way that I wanted to, he loves me. Mm-hmm. He loves us. And even though we are all children, let's embrace the opportunity to mature as children of God, leaving the infancy stage of this process of life
0: behind. Absolutely. And I, using uh, part of the infancy stage that, you know, uh, maybe not infancy, but more worldly view, um, as as we think of, kind of off topic, but on topic, as we think of some of the beloved characters in which, uh, at least American culture or Western culture, not even just Western culture, but um, culture has really supported. So when we think of like figures like the Michael Jordans of the world when we think of mm-hmm. um you know celebrities like the Michael Jacksons the Beyoncé's of the world the politicians like these people have coaches right these people mm-hmm. have some sort of guidance that is taking their natural ability and amplifying it right mm-hmm. many are not the Michael Jackson or the Michael Jordan or the Beyoncé because many you know, one, don't necessarily have that that skill, innate or natural God-given skill. But not only that, many are not having that very thing that is deposited by birth. Many are not having that very thing cultivated. And mm-hmm. we are opening the door for you to go on this journey of cultivation. Um, You know, it's my personal goal and I believe Elsie's as well to reinforce the character of the God that we choose to serve um, to underscore the concept of juxtaposition. What is most logical or makes most sense. Isn't always the right decision. Oftentimes it's a wrong decision. So again, not looking to create Michael Jackson's and Beyonce's here, but if we understand that in of ourselves, we are flawed and limited. We either have a choice to just become, you know, easily agita- agitated by that truth, by the truth of the world we live in, the people, the circumstances we hear, and never yeah. hear that very still, small voice that wants to help cultivate us into the people we were designed to be in order to see the bigger picture. Lastly, closing out John 15, 4, uh, which in John 15 is a really, really good. Uh, chapter to read in John in particular but John 15 4 says abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me verse 5 says I am the vine you are the branches whoever abides in me I in him he it, he it is that bears much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So again, using that scenario of worldly people and, and having their, this, this, this talent or character, or whatever developed over time, and then subsequently allowing those people to bear fruit that the world values. Imagine what it looks like to go through a journey with a God who's with you wherever you decide to let him come. And imagine life with him softening those hard points and refining those areas of opportunity to live the life that allows you to see who he really is, to see who this this world, to see what this world really is about, to see what you're really destined to do in this world. So if nothing else, we hope that you walk away, reinforce that. I may be going down the wrong path if I am not creating space for my Heavenly Father to lead, guide, and more than anything, correct me along mm. this path. Uh, so we pray it resonates with you. We pray it, it, it hits home. And, um, LC, if nothing else, I will close us out. Yes, sir. All good. All good. Okay, well, we will <laughs> see you guys next Friday. And until next time, this is Juxtaposition.